0: Cheers. Cheers. They don't know about the kumbaya meetings we had this week. Hey, hi. Good luck. Three. You gotta Just test. put yourself on the map. Oh, they didn't look into your heart. They didn't look into your heart. Oh, they didn't look into my heart. All I want to do is compete. Because they came to whose house? god oh. darn it. Ain't it good to be with us again in the oh my god. Welcome back to Cute Yourself Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Stacy. And today, babe, what are we drinking?
1: Today we are drinking uh, Oops All Berries from Ellicottville Brewing Company. Um, just a sour, sour beer mixed with some fruits and. It's pretty tasty today was an exciting day so we didn't stop to get more beers but we so not. we, we oh. had this one in our
0: inventory yeah that would that was in the, the beer drawer in but it is good it is it's very tasty so all day today we've been putting out teasers on snapchat and Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and I took some pictures and I blurred them out and put some stuff over so you couldn't see who we it had was. some good guesses we had some great guesses we had some great guesses uh,
1: Ron Overton actually came back with the correct guess. Yep.
0: Congratulations, Ron. Good guess. Good job. But, babe, who'd we bring in today? Ha!
1: We had the amazing experience of having Katie Kalinske here on Q's Herself. Yourself. Uh, she is home for, for a few days before she starts, you know, more of her intensive getting back to Lafayette and, and getting back into the basketball world. Mm-hmm. She had a few days, and. Uh, so we reached out to her, and while she was home, she was able to make some time for yeah. us, and, and she came over. And we are about to show you the interview that we did with Katie.
0: Yeah, so here it is. Roll it.
1: Oh my gosh, guys, look who it is! <laughs> secret, secret shopper. I have Katie Kalinski with me, the grad assistant coach from Syracuse, who from Syracuse went to UB and is now with. The Lafayette Leopards women's basketball team. Hey,
2: Katie! <laughs> I'm excited to be here Yay! today for sure. Oh my
1: god <laughs> I don't know if you're as, as excited as I am, but sure. So
2: tell us a story about the day we met. <laughs> so it was, I was eating at Applebee's. It was after we had just played in the NIT. Um, I, I don't really want to talk about the yeah, NIT that. year, but um, Tyler Roberson was with us or with me. We were eating, you know, after the season, just talking and you guys, you and Chris kind of came up to us and I was more shocked that normally like when I go out with the guys like Tyler and anyone like I'm the one taking photos and, <laughs> Right. like you guys were excited to see me and I'm like, but I'm not, I'm just like the low totem pole on Syracuse, well, but full disclosure, <laughs>
1: Chris came into the kitchen was like Tyler Roberson's at the table and I was super excited and I peeked around the kitchen and I saw Tyler, <laughs> but next to Tyler, I said, babe, that's Katie Kalinske. Like, what? Like, yeah, Tyler, but that's Katie. Like, and he was like, oh my gosh, you have to go talk to them.
2: Yeah, that was like the first time really someone was that excited to see me. I didn't, I wasn't ready for it, you know? Tyler, I thought, you know, Tyler's great, and like I said, normally I'm the one to take the photos of the guys from fans come up to him, but you guys saw me, and that was the first time that really happened, and, and everything, so I, I always appreciated that. You didn't sure. know how
1: much your life was going to change after that day, did you? <laughs> no, like, I just,
2: like, I appreciate you guys', like, fandom when it comes to Syracuse because I grew up a huge fan. Everyone right. knows that. I grew up being, like, from here, and you know, knowing how much you guys love the guys, and I, it means a lot to me because there's a lot of negative negativity in Syracuse for the guys, too, so you guys don't have any of that is pretty in my in the
1: back of my brain I know that it seems like there's a lot of negativity but I feel like the negative just speaks louder than the positive so I want to feel like there's like five percent negative they're just louder than the 95% positive.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. It's a little <laughs> bit negative, but, you know, overall it's pretty positive. Like, the fans, even, like, the TBT, I watched all those games and seeing the fans come back and yeah. support those guys. And I love those guys so much. And, you know, I watched, and, you know, being at Lafayette, I watched from there at, on TV, but I felt like a fan again watching mm-hmm. some of those players. Like, Hakeem Warwick was my favorite growing up. So being able to watch him, you know, always warms my heart. And... Texas tea bag. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah. Um, just the fans in Syracuse, like even everyone who has supported me and still support me, I've been thankful. Yeah. Um, it's been a pretty cool experience. So. Fantastic.
1: Is there any player that stands out more than another? I mean, like obviously you were the first women's grad assistant coach that Beheim hired, um, and, and, and so being a hometown girl and growing up here in Syracuse and then being able to work really close with the players – is there any one player that stands out more than
2: another? Yeah, I think, you know, I think a lot of those guys are family to me still today. Um, you know, like Andrew White's, uh, Tyler Roberson's. I was very close to Tyler when he was at Syracuse. And, you know, I have to throw out that he did average <laughs> a double-double on the way to the final four. Indeed. And I, I think that's forgotten about a little he bit. He got us there. He did. Like, it was a team effort, but, you know, he did average a double-double. Um, so, me and Rob are pretty close. You know, I call him Robe. Um, But just as overall, like I went to practice the other day before I think it might have been yesterday before they left for Italy, and you know even talking to someone like Marek, and he Mm -hmm. came in to Syracuse and he didn't talk a lick of English. Like I did not understand him. Did he learn
1: English from like watching um, TV? Yeah. Like uh, what was it? Two
2: (laughs) two and a half men. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So he didn't even speak English when he uh, first got to Syracuse. So then you know yesterday he sat down next to me, and obviously he's he's not practicing. Everyone knows that Um, because of his finger, Mm -hmm. and um, just talking to him, we talked probably for 20 minutes, and just to see his, you know, improvements, and I never, when, in the beginning of the year, I didn't know how funny he was, (laughs) until he learned how to speak English, and he's probably (laughs) one of the funny, like, he had me laughing a couple days ago, and it's just good to be able to catch up to, like, guys like that, Mm -hmm. um, and just see how well they're improving, and you know, Syracuse is, you know, we're a family, but we really care about their improvement on and off the court, so just to see them, you know, excelling, and seeing all the guys leave, and excelling, like, that's, that's the main thing. Yeah. So yeah, you know it's just kind of cool to you know see them you know keep every year they're just getting better. So
1: fantastic. So you were a guard mostly in high school at West Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then so when you come to Syracuse as an assistant uh, coach, you work more with the forwards and the centers. Um, now you're with Lafayette, and again you're working more with the guards. Yeah. So have you found it that it's a little bit easier to use your past experiences to kind of help coach the girls with that position?
2: Well, I think you know, for me, I wanted to just overall learn every mm-hmm. position. So Hop was the original one to kind of take me under his wing, and he taught me all the big stuff. So I we love Hop. Yeah, I know <laughs> everyone knows like Hop's my guy. Yeah. I love Hop to death. So he taught me all the big stuff and took me under his wing, and he was like the first person to be like, Katie, you're gonna be a great coach one day. Um, and taught me all that stuff. Then my last year as a grad assistant, you know, I talked to Jerry and I was like, gee, like I really want to learn your guard stuff. Like I really I want to get very familiar with your workouts while you do it. I want to watch film. So GMAC let me kind of watch film with him. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I walked in there, and watched film, and he was just teaching me some different stuff. So I'm just forever grateful because then, like Red and his forward stuff, you know, he always let me come in, watch film with him. He always taught me everything, and then even Griff my last year, he kind of taught me what he knew. So I feel like everything I learned, I just kind of put it together, and then you learn as a coach. You take what you like you take what you don't like and mm-hmm. you make your own stuff out of it so i feel very confident about it now um jerry really did help me you know i will be working with the point guards at lafayette and gmac helped me a lot with that in my last year and a lot of the summers you know i was working with the team because they're all up there so even though like i worked primarily with hop i still got to i did all the workouts i didn't care who it was like after practice before practice i was always in the gym so i think you know their confidence in me kind of helped me a lot you know what for this is next like step.
1: freshman year in high school katie <laughs> Kalinski think about like where you, oh my gosh it's just it's a i don't know as a fan as a lover of the universe like just hearing you talk about like i'm just having a conversation with G Mac. i'm just having a conversation with red like i don't i don't what does she think like yeah. holy moly
2: wow. i will have to be honest with you um if you had told me Um, in middle school when I was going and watching Jerry play in the tournament and when they won the Big East that Mm. year I think it was 06 and if you had told me back then I'd be sitting on the Syracuse men's basketball bench I would told you you're crazy, right? If you had asked me my junior year of high school I would have said you were crazy because I didn't really have a plan, you know I knew I wanted to get into coaching. Um, I knew I probably wasn't gonna play after I tore my ACL So, you know, I kind of everything aligned like I wanted to be going to phys ed maybe Um, Syracuse happened to have a phys ed program and I just applied and I got in and you know, I was very adamant, you know, I hit up the head manager, I said, Hey, I really want to work with the team. I don't care if I do stats and wipe the floors, like whatever it is. Yeah. I, just, I love the game. And I love the team, you know, And he said, like normally, you know, a lot of women work with the women's team, but if you're that adamant to work with us, you know, text me when you get on campus. And that was my first text (laughs) when I when I got on campus, I was like, Hey, I really want this, you know. For sure. And then we had like the twenty there was like twenty people trying out for like five manager spots and it was like a month tryout Mm -hmm. and it was just awesome though. Like everything, like I really that's where I really do believe in like God and you know, his plan is always gonna be bigger and everything just happens the way it's supposed to happen. So it was a dream come true. Like I I can't explain it. Right.
1: Jimmy even said like I didn't hire because of a woman. And I hired her because of her work ethic, and and she just happens to be a woman. Yeah, like, he and just respects the way you you do. Yeah,
2: and I I can't say enough good things about Coach Beheim um you know Syracuse basketball wouldn't be Syracuse basketball without no. Jim Beheim, yeah. and he has just he took me under his wing too he said Katie if you need anything um he was big in me getting the Buffalo job and then he was really big in me getting the Lafayette job mm-hmm. and if it wasn't for Coach Beheim, I I don't know if I would be here where I am at today and he just gave me a chance like that's all I need was a chance and right. opportunity and Coach Beheim did that and yeah. Julie too like their whole family I love their family Julie has always made sure I'm okay like if I ever have to text her um when I was interviewing like she texts me like Coach just got off the phone like we can't wait you know like it's just who they are and I think you know even with his foundation and everything else like coach Beheim is a gem of Syracuse and I I'm forever thankful for him like I think he's awesome I always
1: go back to his quote and I think it was him and his his first wife and Patino and his wife when they were in Jamaica or someplace Mm -hmm. and everyone someone was like where's your dream city and everyone's like you know Honolulu or whatever and he's like Syracuse Syracuse. (laughs) yeah like I, I just said that to Chris this morning I'm like why wouldn't you want to live in Syracuse? Like, hey. I don't know. What, like, I don't know. This place just brings me so much <laughs> love. Um, on a more kind of emotional note, recently we heard that Chris Hovell mm-hmm. is, is signing on as a walk-on for the men's basketball team for this upcoming season, mm-hmm. who is um, Kelly Siebert's son. How how much of an emotional impact do you think that kind of had on, the, on coach and his staff and clearly now she has one more reason to just shine down on her university. Yeah. And have you had a chance to talk with him at all?
2: Yeah. So, um everyone like I would, Kelly to me was like a second mom. Yeah, Um every day I came to the office, she always made sure I was okay. Um and she always had really good advice and for me the last time I really got to sit down with, with Kelly was at Byers wedding. We were okay. at Byers wedding and a lot of people we had a recruit up that weekend. Um and a lot of people had to leave and you know, so it was just like me and her and uh, her husband. And we were sitting talking at the table and we just, like, we were just talking about life and everything. And that was, like, really the last time before everything kind of happened and... I just when I saw that they were having him as a walk on, that like it warmed my whole heart. You know, I think it's so well deserving. Um, if you would have heard the way Kelly talked about her sons and anytime I came to the office, like, oh, he's got a basketball game or this or that and it was always just so positive and like her kids were everything to her. Yeah. And, you know, I graduated with her son Mike, so I knew Mike for a little bit and you know the fact that he's a walk-on I saw him at practice the other day he was watching and he just seemed so excited mm-hmm. about it you know he had his mom's shirt on and she's just one of those people I'll never forget um even like thinking about her it's just it's hard to even talk about yeah. her because it's just she was one of those people that forever impacts everyone around them and it, it was really hard you know when she did pass away but I think you know, with having... There's been a lot of positive Yeah, you know, the lounge under her name, mm-hmm. and, you know, Jim and Julie, and Jim loved Kelly more than anybody, and...
1: Well, she was his right-hand man. Like, yeah. yeah. He doesn't make it <laughs> through the day without her. Yeah,
2: and Kelly just, like, she looked she looked out for me no matter what, you know. Like, even when I was nervous, if I wasn't going to get the grad assistantship, if I was going to get it, you know, she kept me calm. She's like, Katie, it's yours, don't worry. um You know, and it's just like, she always just said, like, certain things, too. Like, you know, if you're ever going to date a man, like, if he's not going to cross... Uh, what was it, like a, if he's not going to cross over, uh, was it, like a marsh for uh. you to bring you lemonade, like he's not, or a swamp, if he's not going to like cross over a swamp for you to bring you lemonade, like he's not worth it, and like little stuff like that, like she just, she was just so smart, and yeah. like she was beautiful inside and out, and, just, and
1: she was a mother to everybody, a
2: mother, like yeah. she just made sure everyone was okay, the players, you know, the kids of the coaches, made sure the coaches were good, Um, if I had a bad day, and I walked in that office, and I saw her face, it was like, can't have a bad day. Kelly In our you know. silly
1: little fan base, like we rally around the walk ons. I remember like Brandon Bayer gets on and like yeah. the whole place goes crazy. The first time Chris takes the court, that dome is yeah. gonna be insane. <laughs> I, know. I and know. I'm I'm excited for that moment.
2: I know, I'm, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. Like, I'm so happy, though. And that just shows, like, who, you know, Syracuse basketball is. And, you know, she'll forever be remembered there. There'll never sure. be a day. Like, I think about her all the time. And I know she was a big part in where I'm at now. So, I am I miss her like crazy. But yeah. I'm just so happy for mm-hmm. Chris and that he gets to be with the team. And I know that's a dream come true for him. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's pretty cool. Awesome.
1: <laughs> and then, obviously, you're – in the grand scheme of things, like you had a pretty short career here at Syracuse. You were a grad assistant coach for for two years, but the amount of time that you were here, clearly you made a positive impact on players, on the coaches, on the university, on us as fans, and that travels with you. Every accolade (laughs) that gets posted on social media about you, there are numerous comments and, and compliments, you know, from Chris McCullough, from Devo, from everybody, you know, that they support you and that, how much does that kind of fuel your fire to just keep going and keep striving?
2: Yeah, well, you know, the reason, you know, you I believe you should get into coaching is you wanna help them, you mm-hmm. know, like we we see them as like these big superstars, whatever, but they're humans. You right. know, they they go through mm-hmm. emotions. You know, we talked about like Tyler Roberson and just the emotional part of, you know, basketball and that's just what we're here for. Like, I just want to make sure, I want them to go pro. I want them to reach their dreams or whatever their dream job is. Like, I want to be able to help them get to there. And I know the coaching staff at Syracuse feels the same way about that. And, you know, just seeing, like, I don't think they realize sometimes their impact on people, like the day Chris tweeted at me like, "Katie's one of my favorite people." Yeah. Like, I I wasn't expecting that. Right? Like, that came out yeah. of nowhere. Like, like, he's still
1: making a paycheck from yeah. basketball. <laughs> and like, I
2: haven't even talked to Chris maybe in like a year. You know, yeah. and for him to tweet that, like, just little stuff like that, you know, it, it goes was a long for way. A short time, I know, so, like a year, yeah. and but he was my guy. You know, we hung mm-hmm. out and we were in the gym together, and it it really means a lot. I don't think they realize that, and you know, my friendships with the guys and like they're brothers to me, and they're really family to me. So I. It's just so appreciative and, you know, just seeing the fan support and everyone else, you know, at the end of the day, I never thought it would get this big. You know, I, I just love the game of basketball and mm-hmm. I really just wanted to help people. And Well, it I happens. know when I see yeah. a message
1: coming from you, I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> no. Katie Gossi. No, oh, no. Yeah. No, I just,
2: you know, I just go by like, you just be a good person. Yeah. It's not that hard to be a good person and, you know, to treat people the way you want to be treated. Right. And I just try to treat people the way I want to be treated and, you know, try to help everyone along the way. And I believe in good karma mm-hmm. and, you know, it'll come back. To you in some way or another. So, and Chris and I have
1: kind of brought that up too in a couple of podcasts. Like, we want to bring the humanity back to these people. They, yeah. so many fans think that they watch the television and that these guys are here just to entertain us. When really they're humans. They have souls. They have feelings. They have mm-hmm. heart. Like, there's there's a story behind the 60 minutes that we get to watch them dribble or throw or whatever they're doing. And and yeah. so it's it's nice to hear that like the coaching staff also has that in mind.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. And like even people like Rakeem Christmas, like uh-huh. I went to a game in Cleveland when he was on the Pacers, and he left me tickets, no problem. And you know they just they're so willing to help. You know Andrew White left a ticket for one of my friends what at the a TBT. Great dude. You know like it's just little stuff like that, and I just it just got so much bigger than I ever thought it could have been. Mm-hmm. I never imagined it to be the way it was, and I I. Even being there, like you take it for granted a little bit, because I don't even realize like that they're like these high scale athletes right. because they're just so nice. They're good people. At first, you
1: had to though, right? Were you when I first star-struck?
2: yeah, when I first walked in the door, I was like, oh my god, like that's Coach Behaim, like oh my god, that's Mookie Jones, like How oh my many, god. How many like <laughs> meetings did it take before you were comfortable just talking to Behaim? Um, it probably took me like three years. Like, I was pretty nervous at first, but then you realize he's just a human, too. And, you know, like, I, before I got there, I was a huge fan of Dion Waiters, even his freshman year. And, you know, even being in the gym with Dion Waiters, I was like, Oh, my God, like, that's Dion. (laughs) Like, I love, I love Dion. I was always a fan of Dion. And, you know, uh, Fab Mello, you know, R.I.P. Mm -hmm. Fab. But, you know, he was just so much fun at practice. And, you know, in the, like, layup lines and his energy and just being around those guys, it was really, it, it was, I can't even explain how awesome. I love the picture of you and Pascal. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. I know. I love Pascal. He's, he's such a good person, too, you know, and he really cared and, you know, I think he was a big part of us going to Sweet Sixteen yeah. that year with his defense, like his defensive stats and that year. He
1: can hit free throws at the end of the game, he like in hey, business.
2: Hey. <laughs> he sealed some games. So I that that like my last year as a grad assistant, the year we went to the Sweet Sixteen, and we didn't know if we were getting the tournament. And then we mm-hmm. had to play in uh, Dayton, and then we like it was such a whirlwind. Like you're in Dayton, and then you're flying overnight. Next thing you know, yeah. you're in Detroit, and it was so surreal, you know, and then you're playing Michigan State, and no one thinks we have a shot in heck to win that game, and we beat Michigan State, the team that's supposed to win the national championship, right. and we're down the wire with Duke, and it's a we're down three at the end, and, you know, I think we st- we should have won that game, yeah. and,
0: you know, it was just fun. Like, yeah.
2: it was, I can't explain it. Like, my last game with Syracuse, we played against Coach K and Duke, and mm-hmm. I'm on the opposite sideline. You know, I just, being the kid who loves the game and grew up, like, Loving Coach K, Coach Beheim, sure. you know the Pat summits of the world, and, and then at UB you get to play against UConn, UConn and Gino, yeah. and like we we go down the wire with them. Yeah. It's a seven point game at the end. It's just like yeah, you you guys put up a fight. It was crazy. Like it was seven towards the end, and you know we we started down 15 to zero mm-hmm. and when you lose by 11 to a Yukon team that's gone to the sweet 16 every year since I was born. Right. With, <laughs> you Brianna, know, who you've been able to work out with. Brianna Stewart. Yeah. 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 And like you look up and at Yukon, they have all the banners and <sighs> we're sitting there like, we're the game for them to go to the sweet 16. And I look up, and I'm like, Oh, like they have not, not made the sweet 16 before I was born. Like right. that's just so crazy to yeah. me. And I'm so thankful. Like basketball brought us out to Maui and we won the Maui tournament the year we started 25 and 0 and it's it's just brought me places. I've seen pictures
1: with just you you and all the basketball team just <laughs> it hanging out in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, we were hanging out.
2: It was just it was such a cool experience. And what I love about Coach Beheim is he's not really a stickler on those trips. He's not like, okay, you guys have to be doing you have to he's like, no, like be safe. You know, you gotta be in at a certain time. Be eighteen. <laughs> be but go go to the beach, have yeah. fun. You know, like Trevor, don't get sunburned. You know, <laughs> wear wear a long sleeve, but that's who coach is. You know, he yeah. really, we got to enjoy it. We got to go to the beach. We got to go snorkeling as a team. Jer- People see him as like press conference band yeah. and they
1: forget that he's out. Actually yeah.
2: He's, he's awesome. You know, Jeremy Grant almost drowned and Ugh. he was bringing walk-ons down with him. And <laughs> it was just so much fun. Like we're snorkeling with turtles and yeah. CJ Fair and like, I just, I'll Ooh, never forget think. it. You know, bye. Bye was out there and it, it was such a cool experience, mm. you know, and it's just stuff I'll never forget. Mm. And the people that really were there for me, like Coach Beheim and Gmac Red, all those people, Hop, um, Griff, like I'll never forget their impact they've had on me, and all the players too. Like the players have impacted me way more than they'll ever know. So I, right. like, I'm forever grateful. Like Ugh. for me, um, it's been a pretty cool experience. So,
1: all right, so the heartfelt stuff is over. <laughs> now I have to bring Chris in, and he's got the super hard X and an O questions. Tag me in. Tag team back again. <laughs> oh
2: my god you guys are hilarious all right
0: so i got a couple quick ones for you so right before we met you at applebee's you told mm-hmm. the story we met at applebee's days before that maybe the a week before that you played in that uh cbt tournament where you showed up with some friends and they said hey why don't you play you go out you drop 29 points yeah. right just buried them buried them <laughs> and there's no like, it wasn't something that was streamed live. We don't get to see it. So it's just all word of mouth. But they had to have just been feeding you. And that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And then you beat Nico Tamurian. <laughs> yeah. And I challenged Nico. Although Nico put him back on a fight, though. <laughs> I did watch the video of that. You were the first women's grad assistant at Syracuse. You've checked all the boxes here. It might be one more. <laughs> Can you beat Coach in a three-point shootout? <laughs>
2: Well, probably not. Like, coach is is like the sneaky person that, you know, you don't – like, let's say you're going out to the park and you're picking your team to play five-on-five, and he's like – he doesn't have the look test, so you might be, like, the last person you pick, and then you realize you let him to start playing, and then you should have been picking him first because he can actually play. So – but I was just telling you the story when, like, it was probably, like, five years ago, and Digger Phelps was at practice, and I was shooting threes before practice, and – Somehow they were going in. And Digger went up to Coach and was like, hey, you know, I think she could beat, you know, Jerry in a three-point contest. And, you know, Coach gave his, like, <laughs> little smirk. And he was like, oh, g max still pretty good at shooting. So I don't think Coach thought I would even beat g Max. Jerry still got so. it.
0: It was, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, what was it, three or four years ago we went to the pep rally. And three years ago. And he joined in the three-point shootout mm-hmm. of the pep rally and had a string at the end to win it. Like hit five or six in a row. Jerry still got it.
1: <laughs> boy
0: Doyen, yes, Doyen, Doyen, Doyen yeah, again, he's yeah.
2: good. Yeah, like I love all these guys. Like I, I miss him. them. You know, it's it's crazy. They move on and. Doyen, you know. last I
0: heard, Doyen was in med school at. Oh, he's NYU. so smart. He's yeah. so
2: smart. He's so smart. Yeah, so. he
0: was in med school at NYU. He's probably graduated now because that was two years ago, I think. Yeah. Uh, we stumbled into somebody who knew him. It's amazing. Like the the Cues family is. It just. Oh, spreads. it's crazy. The arms <laughs> spread wide. It's crazy. But you don't live here anymore. You're down in Lafayette now. Yep. So let's say, hypothetically speaking, you come back to Syracuse. You have an overnight layover at the hotel. You can grab one meal at one place where you're going to go eat in Syracuse when you're home.
2: I'm probably going to pick, you guys probably want me to say Applebee's. Applebee's is good. I like Applebee's. I don't want you to say Applebee's. I don't want anybody to say Applebee's is good. But um, I'm going to say, like, Tully's is always my go-to. I feel like I could work at Tully's because I could say their whole menu probably better than their waitresses and (laughs) Ken. Um, And I'm a real big fan of Possibilities. I love their sauce. Their sauce is different than any other. Um, So probably one of those two places. How many times
0: have you had Tully's since you've been back on this trip?
2: I haven't had it yet, but I will say this. Like, right before I had left a month ago, that was where my parents and I had dinner before I left. And um, so Tully's is always up there. So you did have it recently. Oh, my God. My friends get mad at me at school because... You, like Christina was on the volleyball team. She's one of my close friends, and she'd be like, "We're not eating at Tully's again." Like <laughs> Jose was a GA on the women's side, and like he was my roommate, and I always wanted to eat at Tully's. Uh, I think they all got sick of it after
0: but a the, while. The Tenders at Tully's are special.
2: Yeah, they don't get old. Like I can eat them all the time, but right. I, I get the ZD from there, and that's okay. a little different from what a lot of people get from there. So yeah, I
0: don't think I would order that. Just not just not something I would. I would see it and blow past it because it's Tully's.
2: Yeah, and they have Cookie Monsters, and they just got the sugar Cookie Monster that is so good. Um, and they have, they have a Tully's in Buffalo. So when I was in Buffalo last year, I ate there all the time. So it was, it was go. still my so go-to. So you still need yeah. to get your
0: Tully's fix, and you're not yeah. that far. You're no, there's a far.
2: Wegmans at, at Lafayette though. Ooh. So I'm So pretty... you can
0: get Tully's honey mustard then. Cause we yeah. sell that at Wegmans. Yep.
2: And, right. and this, they, I don't know if you guys heard of Intense Milk before. Yeah. But they, they sell it there in Pennsylvania and that's my go-to milk, the cookie dough. So I'm, I'm in heaven out there. There you
0: go. You got it. <laughs>
2: I, hey, I'm a water person too, though. So we we're got good. water. We got all of them:
0: Evian, Life yeah, Water, we... Smart Water. We got them all. <laughs> so a few weeks ago, we had the TBT here, mm-hmm. and in our TBT podcast, we touched on the Elam ending. Yeah. And I enjoy the Elam ending as a fan. Based on, I don't always like the fouling and stopping clock at the end of games. It doesn't work as often as you would right. like it to. And with teams working on foul shooting as much as they are now, it doesn't have the same effect as it might have 20 years ago. Right. So as a coach, how do you feel about the implementing?
2: Well, it's hard to say because I'm curious the stats about it. The way I'm looking at it is, let's say you're down 10 at the end of the game, and now they're only 7 points away from... Yeah. There, you know, to win the game, and I'm just curious how much it actually affects the game and how much differentiating and scoring it actually is. I I don't know. Uh, this um,
0: year, round one, Carmen's crew, the Ohio State team that yep. won it, was down 15 at the Elam ending, I believe. And okay, and they came back and, and, won, came
2: that back that and won. It's just t- it's hard to say. Um, it, I don't know if it's much difference, but I'm like a creature of habit, so I like of I like the time and everything. And I am so. I am
0: a sports traditionalist by nature. Yeah, I I do like all of the classic rules of sports across the board from baseball, football, basketball. Right. But this one intrigues me. I do enjoy watching it from a fan's perspective because the game doesn't stop.
2: Right.
0: And we've all watched college basketball games. We've all watched Syracuse games where <laughs> you get down to two minutes left. If you're up 10, you pull the air out of the ball. Yeah. That's just, and that's smart coaching. That's basketball, that's how you do it. But as a fan's perspective, the game is nonstop whistle to whistle. So. It's just it's interesting to hear it from a coaching perspective, and it changes. Also, as a person who loves the X's and O's, I enjoy the strategy behind the right. potential there. Yeah. Like there's, if it were to ever be, I don't think it'll ever leave the TBT to go to college or the NBA. I don't think. I think so it's, it's it's great for what it's worth there. Yeah. But I'd like to see you know professional coaches build their strategies around it because yeah. that's interesting for a guy to watch yeah. for my Well end. do
2: we have the Virginia game if we had the Elam ending because at the end of the day you don't really have to press because you like you're going against you're pressing because you're going against the time so you have to get easy quick buckets but with the Elam ending they just can't get seven more points. So you can go back into your half-court defense and really try to shut them down. And I guess it's a little bit more defensive-minded because you have to get stops. Like, if you don't get stops, then you're not going to win. But then you still might want to press because you're going to speed them up. But then by speeding them up, they might score a little bit more, and that's getting them to their That's a really points. good point.
0: Um, I think if we don't go into the press, we don't beat Virginia. Our half-court defense wasn't as effective at that point. Right. When we went into the press, it changed the game. And you might not have seen it with an Elam ending. So, I do, I, I love that perspective. It, it, I don't little, know that we would yeah. have beat Virginia with the Elam ending. I
2: don't think we would have.
0: Because it was, that press on that game, and I've said it in a previous podcast, maybe three or four podcasts ago, Mike and Trevor at the top of that zone, for my money, not black Syracuse basketball for 40 years, yeah. were as good defensively as anybody I've ever seen play at the top of the zone. They were a unit and they were amazing. And then with Malachi in the press and those guys, and Tyler back behind them. That yeah. press was phenomenal. Yeah. Was phenomenal. So yeah, you're right. I don't know that we win that game with the. Yeah, it's little, it's just so.
2: something like it's just a little different to think about because I didn't really think about it like that until it just came in my head in the end of the game, just the way you press and then would you press? But then they're gonna get more points, or they might not get more points. But then you might not have to press because you could just sit back in the defense. It changes everything. Yeah. So it's a little, it's a different pr- perspective. It does. It changes
0: everything for sure. So I have one last question for you. All right. So this is a nationwide debate. And I need you to weigh in on it. And in this household, it's split right in half. I'm on one side; that one's on the other side. Pineapple on pizza? <laughs> yes or no?
2: It's fine sometimes. I don't mind it. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind it. I, it's not. It's not like my go-to. You know, I'm a big Docs Pizza person. That's in Camillus. Um, it's not my go-to, but it's pretty. It's good. I mean, I, I can't. It depends can't. what's with it, though. Like,
0: if I was in Hawaii, I would eat pineapple yeah. on that pizza. Yeah. In Syracuse.
2: Yeah, it just it I'm depends on your pineapple. preference a little bit. So it's not it's not that bad. So. Well,
0: the correct preference doesn't put pineapple on <laughs> pizza. Katie, thank you so much for coming out and taking time yeah. out. No,
2: thank you. Like,
0: you came in town. You took time out to come talk to us. That's phenomenal. I truly appreciate it. Guys, check out Lafayette Basketball. Katie's out there doing her thing. Keep an eye out. That program's going to be on the up and coming. Thanks, Katie.
2: Thanks. Wait, I got to throw one more thing on. there. Do it. I got to. So my dad is actually running for county clerk. In Onondaga County, and it's going to be coming up, uh, I think, the elections in November. Okay. So it's not like one of the main elections where people, you know, you think to go out and vote, but I just, you don't have to vote for my dad, but I would prefer you to vote for my dad just because my dad is such good people. You know, I get a lot of who I am from him, but I think that it's one of those elections, just go and vote, whoever you end up voting for. But so we So Onondaga County, lie. county clerk. Yes.
0: Uh, keep me updated on social media about it and we will
2: yeah try I, to drive
0: people to the voting booths. For yeah
2: that. i think that's one of those things just we just need people out to vote i i'm not gonna just tell people vote. who to vote for vote but, how you want to vote uh, vote how you want to vote you know obviously my dad is good people but clearly uh, you know he takes after me but at the same time um, I think just to get people out there when it's not a presidential election is the f- first and foremost. People don't really, but I don't think people realize how important these elections are when it comes to what's happening in our town. What's happening
0: locally? Yeah, yeah. The local elections are as important, if not more, than exactly. So I
2: think that so. that's big for us. so
0: You heard it, guys. Get out there and vote. <laughs> we got an election, a local election coming up in November. Yeah. Do your due diligence <laughs> and go out there and vote. Katie, awesome. Thank yeah. you so thank so much. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Moment.
0: That was fun, babe.
2: Oh my gosh, it
1: was so much fun. That was so much fun. I cannot thank Katie enough for yes. taking time out of her schedule uh, to come over. It has been a whirlwind since the day at Applebee's that we met her. Uh, she's been an amazing, amazing human to, to us and so kind and so generous. Whenever we run into her, she's always you know, willing to come over and give us a hug and say hey. And and she appreciates our crazy fandom and we appreciate her for, for all she's done for the Yeah, university. and she's
0: she's just so humble oh, gosh. and down to earth. And when
1: she doesn't realize how freaking cool she is. She does
0: not. And when we spoke to her about this and said, Hey, we'd love to have you come and just talk with us for a little while about the amazing journey that yeah. she's on. So, and she agreed, I, I, I was shocked.
1: We was tried shocked. to do, we tried to kind of steer away a little bit from the, the typical questions, that, <clears throat> pardon me, that she's asked, which are all amazing questions with right. amazing stories and amazing answers behind that. Um, but we wanted to kind of dig a little deeper and, and have a little fun with it as well. Um, so we, we certainly appreciate uh, her for letting us do that.
0: Yeah, uh, definitely. Thank you, Katie, for coming in. That was phenomenal. We had a great time.
1: She was sitting in that seat.
0: Yes, yeah, she, she was looks sitting so in that much seat. better
1: in that seat than he does. Chris seems to think that he can beat Katie in one-on-one. And I'm going to go ahead and say I'm team Katie.
0: Katie's got a bum wheel.
1: I <laughs> it, I she could probably do it on sitting down and and still and still beat. But I, I whatever, like it, it, let's do this. Let us make it happen. <laughs>
0: let's make it happen. Uh, Onondaga.
1: I'm going to go your with the crazy prediction of you're not going to have very many people on Team Chris for that one. Typically in situations, there's a lot of hashtag Team Chrisers. In this particular one, I'm going... I'm going
0: to go under the assumption that I need to win really quickly. Because <laughs> <laughs> if not, we got problems. Yeah. We got problems. Anything more than like three. We can play to two. <laughs> Katie, we're playing to two.
1: The first one to get one basket.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I get ball first.
1: (laughs) I'm saying she's blocking you. Those are the rules. I'm saying she's jumping through the roof and blocking you. Those are the rules. Okay, you're still going to (laughs) lose.
0: Guys, we had a great time. Thank you for watching this and enjoying this journey with us. Um, Is it my side or your side?
2: What are you talking
1: about? Where's
0: the YouTube box? Is it this side? Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. No.
0: No, no. no it's this side.
1: <laughs> I'd so backwards. Yeah. Right there. <laughs>
0: Click the little YouTube subscribe button right here on this side. Bang, that's much easier.
1: Right there.
0: Right there. <laughs> subscribe, follow us, comment, everything. Don't forget, guys, on the 24th, we're going to be at IBU Brewery. I have reached out to a few more than a couple
1: yeah we have some uh, some former definite babies
0: right former players from the area who've given me some serious definite babies yes
1: and we have been working on questions and they're
0: good yep. the trivia is is almost finished the questions we're doing them ourselves it's going to be a great time it's going to be a great time so interview went well yeah. 24th don't miss it yeah super soaker fight on the 14th against Clemson.
1: Again, if anybody knows how to that. transport water, let me know. Because I don't believe in his plan A.
0: As always, guys, <laughs> from Cuse Yourself Podcast, bleed orange and go cuse yourself. Wedge, Ed. Wedge.
1: <laughs> Ed. Bye, guys.
2: The voice of the fan.